I still can't believe that the Ravens traded their first thousand yard receiver since Mike Wallace. When was that? 2017? They traded their first thousand yard receiver in who knows how long, right? But they still got a first round pick out of it. And they built the line off of it. And they built a little defense off of it. Okay. It's starting to sound pretty good. All right, what is going on? Good people back at it again. Flock Nation Speaks episode five for my boy Joe Flacco. I mean, it's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the Joe Flacco episode. It's got to be. Like, the, I mean, the man gonna be in the ring of honor one day. The, he'll probably have his jersey retired. If not, I'm boycotting. I'm telling you, the episode five, Flock Nation Speaks, the Baltimore Ravens podcast. For the best of Ravens fans and a couple other people who come in too, you know, the, the stragglers, the stragglers that come in too, you know. But uh, nonetheless, DJ here, uh, getting ready to uh, talk about this draft, this craziness that we saw at the draft. I remember, I remember looking at my phone, right? You know, the handy dandy phone, right? I remember looking at my phone. Nobody says handy dandy anymore. Something, something, up with that. I remember looking at my phone, seeing Hollywood Brown was traded and being in shock frustration and okay all at the same time i like like i can't even describe the actual feelings i was feeling because i'm still trying to process the feelings i was feeling right but here's my thing right i'm feeling okay i'm feeling okay about the hollywood situation but first you know we gotta had a question of the day you know uh back when i first started doing youtube videos I was doing a, uh, a a dunk of the day. If anybody knows me for has known me for 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 a long time, uh, or uh, was able to catch those videos, uh, I'm just gonna let you know. Uh, you know, I had a dunk of the day. So of course, you know, you know, in in uh, in typical DJ fashion, I have a question of the day, right? You know, and I've been doing this. You know, I did Coke versus Pepsi. I did. Uh, I did. What was the last one I did? I can't even remember. I did Coke versus Pepsi. That was the first one I did. And then I'm about to do the one today. And then I did another one. What was the other one I did? I don't remember. But but these are controversially uncontroversial topics. And I think I think it's kind of fun to see what see what you guys say, see what you guys think. Sometimes y'all don't answer, which is fine. Uh, you know, do do what you want, right? Do what you want. Uh, sometimes it's strictly business for y'all, and I get that. I get that. But ah, today, 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 I gotta know which French fry flavor, name flavor, shape, right? What which French fry is the best, right? You got the shoestring, you got the waffle fry, you got the fresh cut, you got curly fries, and you got them little little like shoestring joints that's like the preseason ones. What do y'all think, bro? What what do y'all think? What is your favorite French 
fry. Like, like if you had to pick, like if you sitting here thinking, man, bro, I can only have one French fry for the rest of my life. And I think I'm gonna wait to get into the to the restaurant aspect of it. Like, I really think I am. I think I'm gonna wait to get into like the restaurant aspect, right? I want to wait to get into like who's got the best fries, like McDonald's, Bojangles, homemade, whatever. You know, I mean, I think homemade always wins in that regard, right? If you take the time to make them, I think homemade always wins. But like, for real though, right? Which French fly? I can't even talk today. That's how, like, like I'm getting hungry, obviously, because the French fries, right? Which fry shape is the best? For me, I go shoestring, right? I go shoestring because, like, and we talking about, like, we talking about regardless of place, right? Regardless of, of where we go, because I don't think you can mess up a shoestring fry. I'm a crispy fry type of a guy, right? I like shoestrings, but I don't like the preseason ones. Like the preseason ones, no, 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 no. You can't do the preseason ones. You got to do the regular shoestring. Like, you know, you, you put your own salt and pepper on there. It might be salted a little bit. That's the ones I like. Now, I do enjoy a good seasoned fry. I'm not going to lie to you. I have really grown to love a good seasoned fry. Which fry shape do you like the best? And, uh, and I'll give you all some time to think. Uh, because next week I'll come back with the with the with the restaurant. Like, like, like in terms of which restaurant fry do you like the best? Like we was talking about shapes, because a lot of people like waffle fries too. And I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, let's say I'm Chick-fil-A, I can understand it. But like you try to cook waffle fries at home, it just ain't the same. Like, I'm I'm just I'm just saying. But let's talk. Let, let, let's let, let's let's talk. Uh, you know, let, let let's talk about the draft right? The draft, the NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens, what the heck did they do in the draft? They started out with the craziness of this. I will put it on your screen just so you can see it, just so you can understand like what I was thinking at the time. Like we see, we see some, some like this, right? Shout out to ESPN for the graphic. We see, cause I'm, I'm not good with the Jersey swaps. Like, like, you know, some people really good with those. Like, like, like they be killing it. Like I'd be like, how y'all be doing these Jersey swaps? People at ESPN, they, they, they be doing them right. All right. So my thing is with this whole scenario, right? Hollywood Brown gets traded and I'm and I'm shook. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was shook when I like when I saw when I saw that come through, I was shook. I really was. I was sitting here thinking, what is going on? Like I mean, just look at this. Like, like, just, like this don't even look like it's supposed to be here. This don't even look like, like Hollywood don't even look good in that red like that though. And I'm a red like I red is my favorite color. Like I love you know I love that color right, but. Hollywood to the Cardinals. I'm telling you for real. I was shook. Like I was, I was really shook initially. Like I was sitting there, like, really Hollywood to the Cardinals. Like what? I was my my first mindset. My first thought was, what are y'all thinking? Right. This is this is the same guy who had his first thousand yard season. Right. It's the first thousand yard receiver since Mike Wallace back in 2017. Right. Mark Andrews came close. Uh, 
in 2019. Something tells me Mark Andrews had a had a thousand yards last season. Maybe this list is wrong. But anyway, I I don't know. I don't remember how many how many uh, yards Mark Andrews had last, last season. I, I really don't remember. But I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh yeah, he did. He had 13 1361. That's right. It was right in front of my face. He had 1361. So I mean, so you trade one of your top guys, right? You trade one of your top guys as this offense finally starts to evolve a little bit, right? It felt like, you know, the Ravens at one point were top five in passing, top five in rushing. And I think people bring that up and people are like, why are you bringing that up? And it's like, but it's true. Like at one point, you know, they were able to, to tread water in both ways and not only tread water, but be great uh, in both ways. And I know there was some comebacks in there, right? You know, there, you know, there was some fourth quarter comebacks that that allow you to to put up yards a little bit. You know, you, you got to put up yards or, you, you know, you kind of out of the game at that point. But for me, I was in shock initially. Right. I was in shock initially. I didn't truly understand it. I was I was seriously like, what is going on? Right. Like, like why? Like if the direction that does, because I feel like Ravens fans, I think we all can agree on this. Right. Flock Nation, we can all agree. We've all, always felt like the Ravens were one receiver away, one solid receiver. You get Bateman last year. You pay, you pair him up with Hollywood Brown. You get Hollywood. Hollywood Brown goes off. Mark Andrews finally, you know, he's coming into age. He he goes off. I mean, you add Bateman to that fold, and of course, if you can add Duvernay in there a little bit more, Prochet in there a little bit more, I, I mean, I think we all were feeling like, okay, and then, you know, potential Tyler Wallace too, like, there was talent there. Even, like, before the draft, I was like, I'm seeing, like, you know, the, the back and forth. Do the Ravens need a receiver? Do the Ravens not need a receiver? Do the Ravens need a receiver? Do the Ravens not need a receiver? And I was always of the essence of, my mindset was, hey, you can't never have too much, never too much, never too much, right? You can never have too much talent, right? I mean, I'm sure Tyler Boyd wants the ball a little bit more, but I'm sure Tyler Boyd to take winning over getting the ball right now, right? If if the Bengals were to go to the Super Bowl and win it, let's just say they won that last Super Bowl, he, he going he gonna to be fine with that, right? So that's my thing, though. My thing was how do you, right, how do you trade – one of your number one targets, like, like, I mean, I think Hollywood was top five in targets in the league. Uh, you know, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Right. He was like top five in targets, top five, top 10, something like that. He, I mean, he, he was up echelon when it came, came to targets, but also he was like top five in drops. I think he was top 10 in targets, top five in drops, something like that. Uh, which I mean, you know, is, 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 is a statement and, and, a, and a stat within itself. So they trade him. I was hurt, like in terms of like I was frustrated, but then I slowly—I don't even want to say it came to my senses because it's still, I still—I think losing Hollywood is still a big loss. I don't think Hollywood ever truly, truly, truly reached his potential with the Ravens. Like I think Hollywood had had really good potential with the Ravens. Um, I think he—you know—he's shown flashes of being good. He's shown flashes of being. Uh, you know, a guy, you know, he may not be the typical prototypical number one receiver, but he's shown flashes of being a guy who can make plays time and time again. So for me, I was a little, I was a little shook, but then, you know, we, we, we look around, right. We look around and we look at what they got out of it. Right. Which was more so Kyle Hamilton was already picked. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, I know they got, 
They got Tyler Lindenbaum out of it, and I think they got two of those fourth round picks out of it. If I'm not mistaken, it might have been all of these guys on the screen right now. Uh, you know, I I I can't remember right off to be honest with you. Um, but at the same time, like I like I felt like I felt like the Ravens did a good job with what they had, right? Like given what they just gave up, like let's let's just think about it. They gave up a guy who was a thousand yard receiver. Right. No matter how you want to put it, he had a thousand yards last year. Right. Uh, he didn't beat out Mark Andrews for for the 1362, but he had a thousand yards last season. And I want to say, I mean, he dropped like two or three touchdowns. I know for a darn fact, I mean, that probably was just in the Lions game by itself. Right. Like and plus you didn't have Hollywood. Uh, I didn't have Hollywood. You didn't have Lamar. Right. You didn't have Lamar. So that. That causes a dip in production anyway. I don't care what anybody says about Lamar. And he can't throw this, that, and the third. Not having Lamar Jackson on the field causes a dip in production anyway. And, and especially for Hollywood because Huntley had more of a chemistry with Bateman, you know, because they're both younger and they both run those run those reps and stuff like that. But he had more of a chemistry with Bateman than, than he did with Hollywood. So, I mean, he, I mean I'm mean, i going to be honest. Like, like, Huntley missed Hollywood a couple times. Uh, you know, j- just just in general. So, like for me, like in terms of seeing Hollywood go, like I hate to see him go because I don't think you can ever have too much talent. And and I mean, I think even still, like given what the Ravens picked up out of the draft, and I'll talk about it here in a second. But given what the Ravens picked up out of the draft, I personally believe that they still need a receiver or two, maybe. Right? They're I mean, they're picking up undrafted free agents as we speak. Right? There, there's probably another one on the roster right now. Right? Uh, you know, and, you know, some guys with, with, with a lot of potential. But at the same time, I feel like the receiving core is in good hands, right? Prochet, Prochet, we know Prochet can catch anything you throw at him, right? Duvernay, Duvernay, honestly, bro, Duvernay probably got the same potential as Hollywood, and he's a little bigger, right? And that's not to say anything about smaller receivers. That's just me. That, that That's just saying, like, okay, you know, Duvernay's bigger. Maybe he can take, you know, he can – take the physicality a little bit more. Hollywood was not the most physical guy by any means, right? Hollywood would slide out of bounds, you know, super quick, slide down super quick. I mean, he took a little more contact this season, and I think that's honestly why he had a better season. I think, you know, I think he had bulked up a little bit. But, like, also we got to remember, too, Hollywood didn't work out with with Bateman and Prochet. I think it was Bateman. It was Bateman, Prochet. I think Duvernay was out there, too, right? You remember Lamar? Lamar was working out – you know, once once he got back right on that ankle, Lamar was working out with the receivers. And everybody was like, why is Hollywood not, not there? Why is Hollywood not there? And now it makes sense, right? Now it makes sense why Hollywood wasn't there, right? Hollywood had something in the works on, on, on the back end, right? He had something in the works uh, to, to get out of Baltimore. Uh, and and I, I mean, I don't think it's going – it might reap benefits for him in, in the numbers perspective, but I think in terms of success uh, as a team – I don't, I mean, I think, of course, adding talent in any way makes Arizona better, but Arizona going to have to get over the mental hump too, right? It's the same, it's the same issue. They're having the same issue really that the Ravens are having in the playoffs, right? It's it's the, the, the mental aspect of it, not playing your game. uh, When you get to the, to the biggest stage, Arizona got to learn that too. So when you, when you go back, you go back and you look, right? I'm going to pull it up one more time. You go back and you look, right? Of course, of course, Hamilton making that. I mean, let, let's just let's break it down from from j- just what the Ravens did in the draft. Defensively, you know, first things first, right? 
defensively, the Ravens got just so much better. Like, I mean, not even to mention Marcus Williams. So you put Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton on the back end. If they keep Chuck Clark, I've heard trade talks potentially, right? Chuck Clark might be in the in, in, in the trade wheel. Uh, that's not a thing. But, you know, he might be on the trade block, right? So with that being said, that makes that, – that's put Kyle, that puts Kyle Hamilton out there day one, right? And then that puts uh, Marcus Williams, you know, two, so two new safeties out there, right? They they drafted a corner too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Demarion Williams. Uh, I, don't, I I'm pretty sure I heard some good things about him, if if I'm not mistaken, right? I'm pretty sure. And then you know so so and then uh, David Ajabo. Uh, Ajabo. It's gonna take me a minute to get these names. They 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 got some names this year, okay? Uh, David Ajabo. I I've heard very good things. I've heard he probably won't see the field per se this season because he had a late injury. I think back. I think it was back in March. Actually, uh, he had a, he had you know one of them injuries is gonna keep you out for for nine nine to twelve months. So, you know, it's gonna take him a minute. But I think I think the combination of him and Oway, I, I think, and I think sometimes Ravens fans forget. Like, it's not to say that you should focus on defense too much. Because don't get me wrong, I was I'm in the same camp. I'm in the same camp. I'm sitting here thinking. Why? Why did we go get Kyle Hamilton? Right? We already got Chuck Clark. I'm not saying Chuck Clark's the greatest, greatest, <laughs> the greatest in coverage or nothing, but we already got Chuck Clark. Okay. We already got Marcus Williams. Like we good. Okay. We good on the defensive end. We've been top five and top ten as long as they stay healthy. Right? Why do we need defense? But at the same time, the balance of it. Right? We're talking about the balance of it. The balance of it is is what's going to be crucial for the Ravens. And I think they got better on both sides of the ball. We're going to talk about offense here in a second. <sighs> defensively, just to continue on that point, defensively, I mean, to have Ajabo and um, Owe rushing the passer, um, and even the guys who are already on the line too. You got to, you know, we, we can't forget about those guys already, right? You know, pair, pair them with, those, you know, Bowser when he comes back. Right, uh, who is not on the line, but you knew you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, Bowser when he comes back, you know, Derek Wolf, uh, p- potentially right, Calais, uh, this season too, right? So, I mean, you got guys, and I honestly, I can see them because they got a Jobo. I can see the, I feel like I'm butchering his name, a Jabo, because they got my boy Dave from Michigan, right? Because they got him, I think they could honestly let Owe really tee off rushing the passer a, a little bit more once those two get get in the same lineup, right? I, I think that'll be huge, of course, you know, uh, w- with PQ um, and uh, and Josh Mines right now, right? We'll, we'll see see what they do in, in terms of trying to figure out potential, uh, you know, future plans for the, for the middle linebacker position because, you know, of course, they play a 3-4. But – I think they're trying to to get like the best athletes on the field too. A, a lot of speed, a lot of hard hitting. Uh, it, it seems like you know, and like you know, having Kyle Hamilton and, and Marcus Williams on the back end is going to be good. You know, adding in Williams for a little bit of corner depth, of course. You know, uh, the Marion Williams uh, adding him in for a little bit of corner depth too. I, th- I think is huge, right? I, th- I think that's that's a huge step uh, in 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 the right direction. Now, could they have uh, you know? decided to to not grab Jordan Stout in the draft and 
get him, you know, as an undrafted free agent, possibly, because it's not very often that punters get drafted. Uh, I don't know the stat on that, but I've, I've never really seen, you know, and maybe it's just because they're not talked about a lot if they do get drafted. But um, I've heard a lot of good things about, about Stout. You already got Sam Cook, and it could just be, you know, Sam Cook's ready to hang it up, and they know more than what I know, right? I, I think sometimes we want to say, well, why did they draft Jordan Stout? You just never know, right? Sam Cook might be ready to hang it up for real. Uh, you know, he, he might just be ready to hang it up, and that might just be, you know, the, the nature of the beast. So they just, you know, decided to grab, you know, uh, Stout when they could with, with, with all, you know, since they had all the fourth round picks anyway. And then, you know, Isaiah Likely, I've heard he's, you know, and I know that I'm getting on the offensive end now, but, you know, with him being more versatile uh, as, a, as a tight end, he could, could you know, stretch out and play play wide receiver too, uh, you know, uh, wide receiver also, I should say. So I think back to the defense because I don't want to get too much into the offense yet because I'm about to. But back to the defense, from what I've heard and what I've seen, this could be a top defense again. Uh, and, you know, they only got better and they're going to get healthier. And, and I think that's huge, right? Because now you got guys now you got guys on the back end who are going to go make a play on, on the ball, and that's no offense to Deshaun Elliott or Chuck Clark by no means. But now you got guys who are going to go make plays on the ball. they ball hawks, you know, and, and they're going to hit you too. So I think that's huge. Then on the offensive end, it, it's the give and take, right? Would I, would I want to give up a guy who is – touted as the Ravens number one receiver but I don't think necessarily even Ravens fans felt like he was the true number one receiver like I think we felt like Bateman coming into this season was going to be the true number one right we've always been looking for somebody to kind of step up and, and, and make the jump ball play step up and you know even get a little bit of yards after the catch too so it really makes me think it really makes me think losing Hollywood is losing Hollywood right Looking, looking at the at the draft board again, is losing Hollywood worth grabbing a center in Tyler Lindenbaum? And the best center in the draft is what I've heard, right? I've heard Tyler Lindenbaum was the best center in the draft, not just a center, the best center in the draft, right? So grabbing Tyler Lindenbaum, right, with that with that pick, you know, with, with the main, you know, the main first round pick you got out of, out of trade in Hollywood, grabbing David Ojobo to make sure that to make sure that your pass rush is going to be on from now on. Okay. Well, once he gets on the field from then on, right? That's huge. I think grabbing, grabbing, grabbing him, you know, to, to help rush the passer is going to be big and you're getting younger at pass rusher, right? McPhee ain't going to last, but for so long, uh, I love McPhee, but I mean, and McPhee knows that, right? You know, McPhee, ain't going to last but so long, right? The Derrick Wolves of the world ain't going to last but so long, especially given the injury history so far. Calais ain't going to last but so but so long. So you got to have guys who you can put in the trenches and get after the passer. So I think Ajabo is 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 more of a future investment than he is a right now, per se, investment, right? Uh, Daniel uh, Falele, the I think he's a tackle, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I've heard comparisons between him and Orlando Brown. So to get a guy who possibly I think it was all all NFL 22 cuts, I think it was, uh does a lot of film breakdown stuff. He was talking about how Philly could be a Orlando Brown type, right? So you kind of get what you were missing 
from Orlando last year, you get that back. So, so you know, that is huge for the offensive line, right? Because and the, and the Ravens picked two tight ends, so maybe they're going back to that three, you know, more more that three tight end set type, type thing. Maybe that's Nick Bull, you know, maybe he's ready to hang it up too. I mean, I'm sure last season was a rough season, you know, but because I, you know, I think we forget too, like nobody's pushing Nick Bull out of the door. Uh, but at the same time, like we didn't want to see Dennis Pitta go either, right? Dennis Pitta was an absolute beast, uh, who I don't think even got a chance to really even truly make his mark like he really wanted to. So Dennis Pitt is another one of those guys where, you know, he had to hang it up sooner than he wanted to. So maybe Nick Boyle uh, is thinking, you know, he might be thinking, you know, about his future too, like one or two years down the road or, or, you know, maybe thinking about going to get paid somewhere else, you know, to, to, for, for more of his blocking skill or, or to be utilized more as a receiver uh, too. You never know. So, you know, to have uh, the two tight ends with likely and, and Kolar, I think I think that could be the Ravens trying to get back to their original style, right? But also, you know, if you have tight ends that can that are versatile, you have tight ends that can that can work as receivers, you know, that are, are athletic. Isaiah likely reminds me a little bit of like a, a Kyle Pitts in a way, a guy who you can put out at receiver and have no issue with it, right? Yeah, nobody's gonna be like, what? <laughs> nobody's gonna give him the Patrick Ricard in the slot treatment. So Isaiah likely is a guy who could be a very versatile piece, you know, in the, in the receiving puzzle for the Ravens. So I think, you know, and they got uh Tyler Batty too. I don't, that's one where it was probably best player available. Uh, and I don't understand why you wouldn't go get a receiver at that, at that point, maybe it was too late in the draft. Uh, probably so. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, you know, putting pieces together to make a potential trade, you know, or, or something like that. I don't know. That's one where I'm like, I don't always like best player available, you know, because that's how the Sixers ended up with five centers uh, in in one season. So, <laughs> so that's just, that's just me, right? So I I'm not a huge fan, right? I, I know all about best player available, uh, and if it makes sense, I'm cool with it. If it doesn't, stop it. So I think offensively, to once again, let's go back to it, right? You get Ronnie Stanley back at left tackle. Right. Of course, you you know, Tyler Lindenbaum, you know, takes that center spot that, that was left off by Bozeman, uh, you know, who who had his ups and downs last year. Right. You go Ben Cleveland, uh, you know, at, at left guard. And then, you know, and they got depth at offensive line too. you know, Morgan Moses being out there, too. Uh, and Makari, Makari is a guy who, you know, you can step in and put him literally at any position and he going to play. He gonna ball like the dude probably deserves a starting spot just because he gonna ball like you know he gonna show up. So then you know so you got Stanley right Cleveland potentially McCarry in, in in there somewhere right Lindenbaum I don't know why I'm going this way and then this way but anyway uh I should do it this way right Lindenbaum right and then you got Zeitler 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 didn't and I think Zeitler's forgotten about but Zeitler didn't give up one sack last year. So Zeitler's a, a huge part. And then, you know, of course, you put uh my boy Philalia out there, right? At, at at right tackle, you know, and then you and, and you know, still with the depth of it, Morgan Moses, Tyree Phillips, um, you know, uh it's one guy I'm missing. Uh Macari, Macari, I don't know why I keep forgetting <laughs> keep missing it, but Macari, there's depth every, everywhere, bro. There, there's so much depth on the offensive line, which is huge because you know, injuries happen, 
Uh, and it's huge just because offensive linemen get tired too, right? You, you Especially in, in the scheme that the Ravens run, that's very aggressive, push you backwards type of a scheme. You know, it can get like that. So I think the Ravens just overall just got better. And, you know, with the, with the punter too, if there's writing on the wall with Sam Cook, let's see what happens. I still think, I still think, and I'll probably do a short about this one, uh, you know, just, you know, more content to, to, to get out to you guys. But I still think that the Ravens are potentially going after a wide receiver. It could be Debo. It could be DK. But in my opinion, knowing the Ravens track record, I like I know the Ravens, right? Like I know how the Ravens operate, right? The Ravens are the type of team that they're going to go out and get the veteran guy. So I'm feeling like, let me look real quick. I'm feeling like the Ravens are probably going to go get a veteran receiver. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like the Ravens are going to go get a veteran receiver. And if the Ravens go get a veteran receiver, I think, and I think this is for anybody, I think this is anybody, any team who needs a receiver, Julio Jones is a steal right now because he's going to go for less money than he did to Tennessee. And I honestly think there's more in the tank for Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a steal. Of course, you got Odell. Of course, you got um, Jarvis, right? There are options. And if the Ravens want to go the veteran route, I think this is the best time to do it. A short will be coming out on the wide receiver position for the Ravens uh, coming out very soon. Maybe tomorrow might might give you all a little bit of a break and, 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 and you know, let, let, let that – let, let it out on uh on Friday. It's crazy. It's Thursday already, ain't it? Uh, I mean, tomorrow is Thursday. That's crazy. But anyway, as always, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Flock Nation Speaks. Want to let y'all know, of course, you can always watch us, listen to us, us, me, watch me, listen to me. You know, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, uh, you know, everywhere where you where where you need to be. We there, okay? We there. We. I don't. Anyway, as always, hope you guys enjoyed. Still, leave your Mount Rushmore. It was last week's episode, but leave your Mount Rushmore in the comments uh, for your favorite team, whether you're a Ravens fan, whether you're not a Ravens fan. Uh, you know, NFL Mount Rushmore. I, I, ain't, I ain't heard that one yet. Uh, throw that one out there, too. As always, hope you guys enjoyed. DJ, I'm signing off. Until next time.